Yeah, Yes, an audio serial, written and read by Daniel Cotier. This story contains adult themes, coarse language, themes of suicide and self-harm. If the contents of this story are triggering for you or anyone you know, I ask you to please call Lifeline on 131114. If you are listening outside Australia, you can find contact numbers for mental health support services on our social media pages. These are found at Yeah Yes Audio Serial on Facebook and Instagram and Yeah Yes Serial on Twitter. Chapter 3, Tuesday, 8th of August, 2017. I want to vomit as I open the door and smile across the counter at Erin. They hand change back to a customer. You're ten minutes late. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I knocked over my housemate's vase and I had to clean it all up so it wouldn't get stuck in the cat's paws. Sorry. Good lie. Elaborate enough to seem legit. What kind? That was a shitty ceramic one from Kmart. Not the vase. What kind of cat? A grey one. Bad lie. Change the topic. Where do you want me to put my bag? They open a door behind the counter. Here. There's an apron for you. Hi, Helen. Small cap. You idiot. Now you need to remember that you have a housemate and a grey cat while showing zero signs of a hangover and remembering they, them pronouns. I put my canvas tote into the little cupboard next to a small grey backpack and a see-through holographic bum bag, which I'm guessing belongs to Erin. Inside the bum bag is a packet of smokes, a wallet and a ring of keys. The keys have a decoration that matches one of the tables in the restaurant. It has a yellow stripe running horizontally at the top, then beneath a white stripe, a purple stripe and a black stripe. I did some googling. It's the non-binary flag. Shoved up behind the bags is an identical apron to the one that Hot Brit Ant was wearing yesterday. I slide it over the lime green hoodie that I found this morning, an old costume from when parties and friends were the norm. I cross the black denim strings around my back and try to loop them round the front, but my new girth won't allow it. It fits fine tight at the back. I slide my fingers into the two hip pockets and they're crispy with old coffee grounds and spilled milk that has seeped into the fabric. Gross, but no use crying over it. Sorry, I've been meaning to wash that. They indicate that I should join them at the coffee machine. They run me through it. Pretty similar to the one at my last job. The big difference being this newer model has a handle kind of like an old pokey machine that you pull down towards yourself to activate the steam wand. The last machine had a twisty knob and if you turned it too vigorously, it would unscrew and fly off. I asked to have it fixed at least 10 times, but they never got around to it. It was an easy fix. Just ring the supplier and ask for a new seal. Erin finishes taking me through the basics. Okay, I'm going to go and take some orders. Auntie's on his break so you'll be on coffees for the next half hour. We only do half-hour trials here. If you're good, you get the job. While I'm doing orders, can you please make an almond flat white? I nod at them and mentally thank Ant for the warning. A half-hour trial is great. Usually you have to do an unpaid three-hour shift even if you don't get the job. Their pink hair bustles away from me to the tables outside. I take a breath, then twist the head out of the machine. 
I raise a shaky finger and hit the button to flush out any remnants on the filter screens and bang the head onto the rubber beam of the long, cylindrical bin for the old grounds. I wipe the head out so that the metal basket inside is spotless, then place it in the crook of the grinder, which starts automatically and fills the basket with delicate, life-giving coffee. My shaking hands almost sabotage me as I bring the full basket down to the rubber semicircle on the bench and squash the grinds down with the metal tamp. I check they're forming a flat, united surface, then hold the head above the knockbox, whisking my hand across the top to remove any loose fragments. I place the head in the machine, making sure it's nice and tight, then press the shot button, and in the few seconds it takes the boiling water to find the path of least resistance through the grinds, I grab a mug from the top of the machine and place it beneath the twin spouts. While the shot pours, I slosh the almond milk into its appointed metal jug, raise the jug so the steam wand is just below the surface and pull the handle towards myself, praying it'll pay out. The milk makes a horrible gurgling bass sound as the steam wand agitates and breaks the surface. I raise the jug higher so it is submerged and creates a vortex and a much more palatable hum comes from within. Placing the palm of my hand against the edge of the jug, I look out and check that Erin didn't hear the mistake. They're still outside chatting, so I tune back into the sound of the milk. Almond milk has fewer fat enzymes, so it is a trickier milk to heat and froth. The sounds coming from the jug slide up the scale from a bass to an alto, and when I judge the sound to be the right note and the heat makes my hand want to pull away from the side, it's ready. I push the lever back and cut the steam. A final swirl of the jug and a tap on the counter to pop the bubbles on the surface make it ready for the moment of truth. I grab the mug with its blonde crammer on top and hold it at an angle, pouring the milk around the outside to cause minimal disturbance. When the mug is looking full, I tilt the milk jug more so a tiny amount of foam escapes into the cup. Then I do my best to release the milk in several tiny droplets. I muster my courage and strike through the droplets in an attempt to make a row of hearts. It doesn't work and I'm left with a small cactus-looking creation. I put the mug onto a saucer and wait for Erin to try it. I tidy as they come back to the counter and when they return my station is immaculate. It's so weird how different my approach to cleanliness is when it's fiscally motivated. No dirty mugs here. These last 40 seconds determine whether or not I get to work here. I hope I haven't wasted them. Erin takes a sip and the silence is deafening. Sorry, I pipe up. I know the art isn't the best. They pause. No, but that's fine. People can get better at the art. If someone has no grasp of how a coffee should taste, there's no helping them. This tastes great. Good texture, good flavour from the beans. Well done. They take the cup over to the sink and pour it out. The pilot light of hope comes back. I reckon I've got the job. The next half hour continues in largely the same manner. They slide me a docket, I make coffees, I tidy, docket, coffee, tidy, and on. Ant and his arms return in a tight, dusty pink shirt. He pulls his apron back on and leans on the counter. How are you going so far? Yeah, good, I think. Great. Did they like your coffee? I think so. Did they get you to make another one, or did they pour it out? Poured it out. And it was good. A customer walks up and interrupts us. Aunt kindly takes her order, a large soy latte. I get started on it. 
The two of them chat about Robin, who I glean is on maternity leave, and she shows him a picture of the baby. I forgot this was part of customer service, getting to know and pretending to care about other people's lives. I slide Aunt the latte and he hands it to her. Oh, she smiles at me. That was quick. Thank you. I'm Kate, by the way. Joe, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Joe. She lifts up her cup in a little cheers and walks out, blowing Aunt a kiss. That's half an hour. Erin comes back out of the kitchen carrying two plates. You start Friday morning at 7am. You're allowed one hungover day per fortnight. The pay is 23 bucks an hour. Make sure your apron doesn't smell. Work for you? The pilot light blazes. Yeah. See you then. They walk away to the table. Aunt smiles at me. Congrats. I'll see you Friday. Yeah, see you then. I take off the apron and shove it into my tote and head out the door in a bit of a daze. My head is still pounding and my body is so dehydrated my eyes hurt, but I've done it. I've actually got a job. I didn't fuck it up. I fooled them. Friday at 7am. Something to put on my calendar. Wow. I readjust my mental to-do list and bump suicide down again. That is the best thing about suicide though. Never too late. I walk to the bus stop and grab my phone out of my bag. There are four missed calls from Celia Mitchell and three grinder notifications. I've had my fill of human interaction for the day. I'm going to go home and finish the dishes while I'm feeling productive. Yeah, Yes is written, read, produced and directed by Daniel Cotier. Music, editing and sound engineering is by Nathan Barraclough. If you have any queries or concerns, you can contact us at yayesaudioserial at gmail.com. Tune in Thursday for the continuing adventures of Joe Mitchell. Thanks for listening.